Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Red and Blue Podcast. Yeah, we're back. I'd say it's been about a month just because it's been a, there hasn't been that a ton going on. We try, we want to do these more frequently, but just with how the league's gone, we just have it hasn't really had nothing crazy has happened yet. Yeah, it really hasn't been that interesting, honestly. Um, but it probably will we'll talk about it. But yeah, it'll get more so as the uh, as the rest of the season goes on. There's still there's only like ten or eleven matches left for each team. Actually, like ten. I think, yeah, I think nine it's like or nine ten. after today. I'll say they play thirty seven matches, and I think today was twenty nine. Something like that. So yeah. eight nine matches. So that's. Not much time left for these teams. Uh, we're going to talk about the Premier League uh, near the end of the show, but but we really want to talk about is the uh, the Champions League. Yeah. Because last time we talked, the first legs hadn't happened yet, and we were trying to talk about all the legs that were going on, our favorite ones. And now we've had an entire 90 minutes from each of these teams to kind of digest and, and kind of figure out what we know about them. I got to watch six of them, the ones I didn't watch. I didn't get to watch Roma, Porto, and then uh, – I didn't watch. What's the other one? I didn't watch uh, Barcelona. Leon. I didn't watch that game. Yeah, me either. I didn't watch. I actually didn't get to watch as many as I would have liked. I just caught the highlights from a lot of. I them. had them like on my phone or on my TV, just like in the background. Yeah, I didn't get to catch them as much as I would have liked, but I saw the highlights. Honestly, the games weren't that interesting. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's just there's some teams that definitely impress, like. I think the most impressive team to me so, that happened was freaking Tottenham. Yeah. Tottenham, who was playing with no Deli Ali and no Harry Kane and none of these guys. And all of a sudden, Son from South Korea has just been on fire since he came back from the Asian Cup. And he's just been, he scored, I think, twice in this game against Dortmund. Yeah, but after hearing like all of the problems Dortmund is having domestically, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, they are having problems domestically. Actually, this is this weekend they're now tied with Bayern Munich uh, in points mm. in the Bundesliga after they'd had a pretty substantial lead on Bayern, I think like six points. So Dortmund's definitely been struggling recently. They're usually a pretty good team. Uh, I, I doubt they're going to come back and <laughs> get three goals on Tottenham. Yeah, no. I'd say that I could see them getting two. Yeah, I don't think they scoring three goals on Tottenham. Yeah. Tottenham is really good defense. Tottenham might not win this game, but they'll make sure they don't lose by like, <laughs> multiple goals. Right. I could see this being like a one nothing or a two one type of game. For but sure. uh for sure. I mean Tottenham impressed to me. Honestly, Ajax impressed me too. They lost at the very end. Yeah, the, right. Yeah. To Real Madrid. They were neck and neck with Real Madrid and they now they have to play them again and they're only down two one. They still could beat Real Madrid. They could I think I don't think they will. <laughs> yeah. I think Real Madrid uh, I think they even said themselves. Sergio Ramos said that we weren't the better; they were the better team. Right. Like I, that, they know that Ajax is no joke at this point. And Ajax, I really hoped because I just really like watching them play that they keep moving on. But Real Madrid played pretty well too. Mm-hmm. But Ajax really surprised me. Um, nothing really surprised me in the Paris Saint Germain uh, Man United game. Uh, let me. Ju- I guess I'll just give my takes. Um, takes on it. Uh, the refing sucked. Uh, I don't I've been there. Yeah, the refing was just as I feel like they could have like off rip. Um, the game was chippy, which it's going to be because it's a Champions League game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I feel like the refs just wanted to. They just wanted a nice little pussy footing type of game, and they didn't really let the players get physical at all. So early on, there was cards. I think before halftime, there were six yellows. 
So it was pretty fucking insane. I feel like in a knockout stage game in the Champions League or World Cup, the the physicality should be allowed more. That's and that that's kind of my whole point is that he didn't any he didn't allow the players to grow into the game at all. They off ripped. They just started handing out yellows like it was candy, uh, which made the players even more pissed when they weren't getting calls. Uh, so the game was really chippy. It wasn't a it wasn't a fun game to watch by any means. Um, every, you could tell Man, U, Man United got really frustrated and just kind of started. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking? Kind of taking tackles that were ill advised uh, based on how the game was being refed. Uh, so Pogba isn't allowed to uh, play in the next leg. Um, so we're kind of fucked. I don't. Th- uh, overall, uh, I think we're gonna lose the PSG. It is what it is. Um, before this, uh, before Ali Gunner uh, Solskjaer had taken over, I didn't think we had stood a chance at all. So the fact that you know there was even a glimmer of hope before the games had started, I think, was more than I could have asked for this season. So I don't really care that we're gonna get knocked out. Um, but I think. As long as you qualify next year. Yeah, as long as we qualify next year. That's what's important. So this year was kind of a wash anyway. So it's not a huge deal. Um, I just hope that we can, the rest let us play a little more this game. And we don't, you know, it's not a complete just whatever showing. Like, at least, I hope it's at least interesting. It's in, it's in Paris. It would be quite, it would be quite the show if Man United came back and tried, tied the game. It's, and anything's possible under this Ollie team. Um, because we've been playing the, like, honestly the best I've seen Man United play in years under him. So that being said, I don't want to cut us short, but at the same time, I'm kind of cutting us short. I don't think we can beat PSG. They got too much talent, too much firepower, even without Neymar, as we've seen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's my take on it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't watch uh, Porto Roma, but Roma won 2-1, and it was just kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah, I, don't, I figured Roma would advance, yeah, don't and really. we'll see what happens as it goes along. Yeah, if I had to pick a team, it would definitely be Roma. Roma's a good team. Juventus and Atletico, this went... Not this. It's not surprising that Atletico won. It's just that they won two nothing. Yeah, I think because Juventus just couldn't get anything going, and now we're talking about the prospects of Ronaldo possibly being out in the round of sixteen after winning. I think it's what four of the last five Champions Leagues. Yeah, three in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty insane when you think about it. Um, everyone knows Ronaldo is my goat. So to see Messi out here thriving, uh, domestically and in Champions, and see Ronaldo uh kind of struggling a little in Champions is a little uh. It's a little crazy, but at the same time, the stage is set up perfectly for Ronaldo to shock the world again. Yeah, if any team can come back from 2-0, it's Juventus. <laughs> so as much as I am, you know, I'm I'm not 100% sold on the possibility of them, of them being able to come back, uh, if there's anybody that I'm not counting out, it's Ronaldo. Yeah. So no, I, wouldn't, I think this is going to be a really good game. <laughs> I don't think you can count out Juventus in a game like this. No, so not at all. I definitely think there's the a chance The stage is set up back. perfectly for Ronaldo to go off. It'll be a really good second leg. Oh, which is, That's sure. on March 12th, so that's in, uh, in nine days. So that'll be a good match. Uh, same time that day will be my team, Manchester City and Schalke, for a second time. Um, Manchester City's not going to have player, some players for the game because of injury and because they had some cards given out. Mm. But yeah, including the red card, no, Otamendi's not going to be able to play. Hopefully Vincent Company and John Stones are able to play or else because Laporte's out too, it could become a real dire situation at center back. Yeah, that could be really bad. Yeah. City won 3-2 despite the fact that there's two penalty kicks in the game, which really I think the first one 
was not a penalty kick. Basically what happened was Bentelet, someone was going into the box, they kicked the ball, and Altamendi saw that and tried to throw his arm behind him so it wouldn't deflect, and it hit him in the arm. So they called that a handball, and they gave him a penalty, and they scored. Yeah. And then the second one was more of like a tackle. Yeah. The one the the first one is hard to judge because you can never judge intent. Um, I always found that it's easier just to keep your hand where it is because if your if the ball hits your hand and your hand was just in a naturally soccer playing position, generally they won't call it. But the second you move your hand, then we have to start judging intent. And normally if it's Because he was like going like this. Yeah. Like behind his back. Again, you have to start judging intent and normally when, you know, if it's a shot on goal, if you're in the goal and you're blocking it and it hits your hand and you moved your hand, they're going to call it nine times out of ten. That's why I always, if I was a coach, I would tell my players, just keep your hand where it is if you see the ball coming and then let the rest decide because then it's up to them. But the second you do anything one way or the other, even if you didn't mean to put your hand in the way, you moved your hand, which looks funny. Uh, but that being said, they won, so... Yeah, I mean, they scored early in the game, and it was one nothing. It kind of felt like City was going to be like going crazy, and then Bentaleb scored two penalties in the first half. And we going into for halftime, I was like, "Oh my god, City really is going <laughs> to do this again." And it felt that way for the rest of the second half. And then Leroy Sané came in in the game, and he had a monster free kick that was like a curve from from left to right, perfectly into the back of the net, two two. And then Ederson, our goalkeeper kicks a long ball to Sterling who gets it and then taps it in the back three, two. <laughs> I was never, I was pretty shocked. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Cause at two, one in the 85th, going into the 85th minute, I was like, well, I really hope they can tie this. If not city, I, city might get knocked down the round of 16. Yeah. They were really looking like they had a chance because they don't, they were only going to get one away goal and then they were going to have to hold serve against Schalke at home, which they'll still have to do now. But now they have a three, two advantage because of those two goals. Like I said, Altamendi's not playing. Fernandinho's going to be out. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne just sustained another injury. Yeah. Hamstring injury. It's the FIFA 19 curse. The three people on the cover, Paolo Dybala, barely playing well. Neymar, injured. De Bruyne, injured. Uh, in Neymar's defense, he's always injured. So Only around his, <laughs> only around his sister's birthday. Yeah, that's my point. So I don't know if that's a curse. I'm using air quotes. Injured. <laughs> injured, yeah, exactly. So I don't know how much of a curse that is on his He just part, wants to party. Yeah, he's just anyway. trying to party in Brazil with his sister. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> it was a really confusing game, the City game. It was just, it was high scoring, but really a lot of the game was City dominating the ball. And it was really frustrating to watch City just, you know, not do anything with it <laughs> because they were clearly the superior team. So I think they'll win. They're going back to the they're uh they're coming back to the Etihad for the next game, so it's gonna be tough for Schalke, but I'm not counting them out. These German teams always seem to give City problems because I think they are under they understand press and they understand a lot of the things that City does. Yeah. And then Barcelona Leon. I didn't watch the game, but I did see the highlights. And Olympique Leon might be better than people think they are. Yeah, or Barcelona's worse than we think they are. But, but Leon's <laughs> now done this. They beat Man City and drew Man City. And then now they've drawn Barcelona. Yeah. That's two top five teams in the world that they are going toe-to-toe with. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to beat Barcelona, but Le- I think people they see the name Leon and they're just like, okay, doesn't really matter. Olympique Leon's showing, and they have a lot of good young players, which they've been able to keep despite some people are trying to leave over the past couple of years. 
doing a good job against Barcelona. They that'd be quite an upset though if they if they beat them. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Again, I didn't watch the game. Uh, apparently, it was boring. I think it was zero zero. It was. So. Yeah, uh, just like hey, the, zero zero games can be entertaining, just like <laughs> the Bayern Liverpool game. Yeah, I was about to say the Bayern Liverpool game, which was also zero zero. Um, that game was actually good, though. Yeah, that was I watched the Bayern Liverpool game, but it, you know zero zero. So um, I definitely give it up for to Leon, but at the same time, that's another game where it's like if I have to pick, I'm gonna pick one of the goats to show out. So I'm gonna go with Messi every day. That'd be crazy if both of them got out in round of 16. I don't think that'll happen. I don't think it will either. That'd be so bad for soccer. I know. <laughs> or good, depending on how you look at it. Some refs are going to get some... Uh, yeah, I was about to say, you're going to get some talking to if you don't let the, goat, yeah. the goats through. Yeah, but that's another that's another issue Speaking with soccer, of, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we got this second leg of the the last matchup here, Bayern versus Liverpool. It was actually a really good game, despite the fact it was 0-0. A lot, both teams had a lot of chances to score, and Manuel Neuer from Bayern and... Uh, Allison from Liverpool just kept it going, and it was honestly pretty amazing to watch a lot of the time. They were just constantly counterattacking each other, pressing each other. It like it was like watching two team, like two uh, just two similar teams going right at it, like teams practicing that practice against each other a yeah. lot. They have a lot of the same principles, and you can tell that uh, Jurgen Klopp has a lot of his systems stapled in German soccer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way they play, it's high press, it's like. It's the which most, makes sense too because he is German. That's what I'm saying. It's the it's the most German, so uh, it makes sense. Kind of like uh, with Pep because Pep kind of plays similar. Um, he, his is like a Spanish German mixture. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird, but because uh, he learned in Barcelona. Yeah, it's a but the way the way the like where it comes from is the same, but then the way it's implemented is kind of different. Like yeah, it's the Johan Cruyff system. Yeah, as opposed to a press necessarily with Pep, it'll have to it kind of goes through midfield movement and less about how far you up are on the field. Um, but it's the same basic principle of we get the ball, we move up, uh, and it moves through as opposed to the whole unit moving. Uh, but both jobs get the both get the job done. But I think that's why we're seeing kind of the teams uh, that play similar styles having these kind of standoffs. Yeah, I mean Liverpool Bayern is going to be a really good second game. I mean because that game's going to be super tense. Any goal could win that game. Yeah. Or even or whoever's the away team, if they can just draw the game, like one one, they win the game. Right. So that puts a lot of pressure on the home team. I don't know who is the home team for the game, but um, that's going to be a leg I'm really excited to watch. It was disappointing to see uh, Dortmund kind of fall in their faces. Uh, Man United wasn't really as disappointing as much as just unfortunate. Yeah. And then Atletico, Juventus just, they're probably the team that I was probably the most surprised with other than Dortmund getting trained by Tottenham. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be, there'll definitely be some good moments in the second leg and it's going to be really difficult for, uh, do you think any teams come back in the second legs? Uh, come back. Let's say I don't think no. <laughs> you don't, so we don't think T- Dortmund's coming back. No. Ajax. No. Uh, Manchester United. No. <laughs> Porto. No. Juventus. See, that's the only one. That's the only one, and that's because they have Ronaldo. And then Man City, Schalke. No. No. 
And then for these ones that aren't deficits, who do you think comes out of Barcelona? They on Barcelona. Uh, I'm picking Barca, and then I'm picking ooh, who's I pick who, who's home for Bayern Liverpool because that's who I'm picking. <laughs> I would say, what do you think? Are the do you think that's the biggest factor in these games? I do. I really do. If it's since it was zero zero, I think whoever's at home, their crowd is going to be behind them 100, percent and that's going to matter a lot. I believe it's at Anfield. Mm. Okay, I'm picking Liverpool. Yeah, I, let me double let me double check to be sure because that is a very important thing because uh, especially in Champions League, I say with Champions League happening and Bayern Munich being a team that actually plays pretty well at home at Alliance Arena, that's actually a pretty big factor. I don't know why it's not working. Yeah, it's at Anfield, so it's at Liverpool, which will be interesting. So I really is, so you'll have that Premier League crowd, but you also have the German fans there. I would probably would pick Liverpool. I like Bayern. I'm a Bayern fan, but I think Liverpool's one of the elite teams. I mean, Liverpool, my reasoning is Liverpool is pretty good defensively this year, but they're not like amazing. They just score like crazy. Um, and if Bayern couldn't score at home against them, then I think Liverpool can score at home. Although it'll be interesting to see Bayern. Bayern has a lot of young talent with like Serge Gnabry and uh, that kid from uh, Toronto. Whitecaps, oh, Alfonso yeah. Davies. Yeah. He's actually been playing pretty well for them. And then they have the old guys like Frank Ribery and Ariane Robin. They still have Lew- Ro- fucking retired. Yeah, they still have, <laughs> they still have Lewandowski, though. They still have a lot of good players. So uh, that'll be a great fixture. I'm excited for that. So, uh, yeah, it'll probably hold serve and for, except for the draws, and we'll figure out there. Um, I guess we'll just do a quick recap. Again, this isn't a super long podcast, but... Uh, City is a one-point leader, but there's been a lot of injuries, man. Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne hurt again. Fernandinho out for multiple uh, weeks. Laporte out. Stones is coming back. Jesus out. Company, I forgot about him, is (laughs) day-to-day. So it's a lot of first-team players that are really having to – they're either missing time or they're in doubt. Mm. So City has really had a lot of problems with injuries this year, and we're a one-point leader right now, but – Honestly, if I'm City, I would. I'm just trying my best to win Champions League, if you can, mm. just because I think you you've won Champions. You haven't won Champions League yet. You've won Premier League. If as long as you're not getting crushed by Liverpool, I don't care personally as a fan. But it is nice to see City right up there in first place right now, after Liverpool being there for a good period of time. But it's just going to be interesting to see if what City can do with the limited limited amount of players they have. They have a lot of good players, but eventually that starts running, and then you have to play youth guys, and that yeah. just becomes an issue. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens because if say you guys get smoked in Champions League, but win uh, win the Premier League, was it a successful season? I oh, think it's a meh oh, season. It, it's kind of a meh season, right? A lot of people would say, not really. We've already won the league. We want to be one the best team in the world. And that's Champions League. Or at least make it to like the semifinals. That's what I'm saying. If Schalke comes back, uh Schalke comes back, that you might have some some start some fractures, which I said on the last podcast, if you guys remember, I started I talked about what could happen when and I told you that when man, this team starts to reach a cap. The Champions League has been a has been a really nail biting time for a lot of Man City fans. So that's all, that's all I I, uh, I want to say about that is that with all of these injuries and stuff, if y'all flame out of Champions again, uh, people might start asking questions about uh, how potent you guys can actually be amongst the world's best teams and not just domestically. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how they do. Uh, I mean, might as well we don't have to go in order. We can Man U is pretty much similar. 
in that aspect? Yeah, I mean, we've kind of just been trucking along. Both Nothing's, teams have played well, but now they're both getting hit with injuries. Nothing's really happened uh, in t- since the last podcast with Man U. Uh, we don't lose anymore, really. Um, Welcome to the club. Yeah. It's I, nice. I mean, okay. <laughs> anyway, I think the difference is that we had a coaching change midseason. Yeah. But um, – Every, no, it's definitely impressive. Man, you have been playing good um, under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I think the biggest thing is that he just allows players to play how the game is evolving and not just be like, this is our plan, this is what we're sticking to. Because nine times out of ten, soccer isn't a stagnant type of game. It's not like football where it's just like, we have a game plan. And nine times out of ten, if you're Bill Belichick, it's going to work every fucking time. Soccer's not like that. The game changes every second, every minute. Uh, it's easy to change how uh, you're positioned on the fly. Um, and Manu has been doing that great. We saw Ashley Young score. We saw Luke Shaw playing like a fucking fullback. We've seen our midfielders thriving. But yeah, like Graham said, similar to Man City, we're getting demolished by injuries. Maddich is hurt. Herrera's hurt. Sanchez just got hurt. Um, Rashford's hurt. Is Lingard back? Oh, fucking Lingard's hurt. Yes, Lingard's hurt too. So... I, for, I forgot about him, but Lingard's been hurt. Um, so we're really getting ravaged by injuries, um, and it's kind of sucked because our second team players haven't really been as good as we wanted to. Uh, hey, you're going to have to play Fred. Talking about Sanchez and Fred. Um, who's Fred. Mostly about you, Fred. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really looking at you, Fred, who's really kind of been relegated to third team now. Um, but all of that being said, uh, Fred is going to have to play uh, some more minutes. <laughs> Which I'm not, which I'm not happy about. But um, we've been playing well in the in the in the league. Lukaku has picked up a lot of the um, offensive uh, offensive uh, work now that we don't have Lingard or Rashford up there. At least you still have Pogba in domestic league. Yeah, and I'm about to say, and then domestically, Pogba's still been doing what he wants. So Herrera, even though he's kind of been superstar status since Ali took over, we still have Pogba, who's the real star of the midfield if we're keeping it. It's attack. just losing two people in the same position. Right. It's Yeah, losing two, it is tough, but with Pogba being the prolific type of player he is, our midfield hasn't really suffered. You actually lost the same position at two different spots. You lost two center mids and yeah. two left mids. But at the, at the same point, it's with Pogba being the type of mid player he is it hasn't really affected our midfield too much because Pogba can do everything in the midfield for us it's kind of just plug and play with everybody else so the midfield isn't the problem the problem that worried me was how we would work offensively because Lingard and Rashford have been uh providing the most goals for us uh as of late so when they went down I was like all right Lukaku you've been coming off the bench and you've been playing well under Ollie but can you can you you know take that first team brunt of the work again and he's done it great I don't know how many goals he scored since he's been starting, but it's been really good. Would have got the hat trick last game, but Pogba took the penalty from him and then got the penalty blocked like a dumbass. I, I, to this, to this day, Lukaku should have fucking taken that. He should have had the opportunity for his hat trick, but we won. Doesn't matter. Um, so domestically, we just gotta focus on you know beating Arsenal next week, and uh, you know 
getting fourth place. Uh, we're we're almost in third. We're only a couple points off of third. Honestly, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> before the season started with Mourinho, all I was looking for, um, well, I don't want to say before the season because my as, if you guys go back and listen to the podcast, I thought we were going to get second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my before I the, had him fourth. So before the season, my seat, my up, to my you know, I was high on Man United, but now ever since everything that unfolded with Mourinho. You know, my my expectations have been tempered a lot. So if we can just get champions like next year, I think that's a win. Um, we're still in the FA Cup. If we can get a trophy, whoopee. But uh, we just need to focus on uh, handling things domestically, which will be tough with all the injuries. But I think it's definitely doable. Yeah. I mean, I think both teams have enough talent that they can hold, uh, hold for a little bit of injuries until a couple of these guys get back. But, uh, I mean, Liverpool's dropping points finally, like you said. They finally are dropping points. Not they're, many. They're they're tying and uh, enough for them to, <laughs> which is enough for Man City. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but they've had some defensive injuries, and they just they don't have a lot of defensive depth. So that's been their big issue. They're still scoring a bunch, so I'm not really worried about them. I, I don't think there's much to say about them. And their defense has never really been their strong suit. I mean, it was early in the year. They had, earlier this year, but before this year, I mean, yeah, Liverpool so, was never a strong defensive club. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, they and weren't. Li- the iron wall of Bayern or anything. Yeah. And like Liverpool can still win the league. Like city's a one point leader now, but it's still very much between the two teams and it's going to probably come down to the last few fixtures. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to know until the last couple games. Yeah. It's what it's looking it's like. It's going to be kind of wild ending. Really. It's just turned into a two team race, unfortunately, because Tottenham just doesn't have an extra gear. Yeah. And it doesn't help that Harry went down halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah. If they, and, they, and, and Ali too. For that, for, Tottenham to really have a chance at winning a title ever, they really need a perfect season just because of the depth they have on their team. They don't really have enough. So they really have to have everybody on their team be healthy, and that's tough to ask. I don't. So. And uh, another thing, and this is just kind of going off topic a little bit, but th- just the way they are offensively, it's kind of sporadic. And in just that, like, you know that they're always going to be like a factor. Like, what do we say? Perpetually second or third place Tottenham. Like they're always going to be a factor, but it doesn't seem like they have that next gear to like be really challenged for, for first place in the league or really challenge in champions league. I mean, maybe this year because they destroyed Dortmund in champions league, but yeah, they might get to quarterfinals. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this year uh, they'll prove me wrong in champions, but it just seems like domestically, they don't really have that next gear. Um, and I don't know if uh, that's signing somebody. I don't know if that's coaching. I think they uh, because there were questions with Poch earlier in the year. So I don't know if that's coaching, but it just, to me, it seems like Tottenham doesn't have that next gear that a team needs like Liverpool or Man City to win the league. I think they just don't straight up have enough depth to compete with people. And that could be a tomb. It might just be straight enough, up depth. They don't have enough good talent. They have talented players, but when they go down, that then it just changes the dynamic of the team. That's true. That's true. Could be that. Sons had to do a lot of the work with Kane and uh, Ali out. And when they come back, it'll be helpful. But like, that's not a sustainable product. And that's part of the reason why they've started to struggle. That's facts. So, I mean, Arsenal, you know, they're Arsenal. They like, they score a lot of goals. They give up a lot of goals. Right. Right. <laughs> Nothing's really changed with Arsenal. Um, they're still on our ass. We're ahead of them right now by a point, I think, but, yeah. uh, it's still a very close race. That's why this next game next week, uh, against Arsenal is so important. We need to get three points on them. Uh, and then, our last top, our last team we're talking about before we're, we get out of here, Chelsea. Dun dun. They have torpedoed into sixth place. Like they were in third place like two months ago. Not even. Yeah, <laughs> like a month and a half ago, and now they're 
fighting for their lives for Champions League. And it, honestly, the, it's stacked against them with the way they're playing. And we really just wanted to highlight one part, which was when the goalie, Kepa, wouldn't come off for penalties this past week yeah, for a it, game. It wasn't it wasn't a big game or anything. But it was the NFL Cup final. Yeah, which isn't... Which for them, they winning that trophy might have saved Sorry's job. Facts, facts. These are off points. You, me, I'm a Man U fan, so I'm spoiled. I just look at any trophy that isn't champions or the league as not a big trophy. But yeah, it was a league. It was a it was a it was a championship game, and Kepa refused to come off the field, uh, which is unheard of. We've never seen any anybody do that, superstar or not. This is a fucking goalkeeper, uh, and refused to come off the field for penalties. Uh, lo and behold, went into penalties and lost to Man City uh, on a, I think Leroy Sané had the last goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on, on the Leroy Sané last goal. So we just wanted to highlight that that was kind of the last straw in showing that these players don't really respect Sari and they don't really see him being around that long, that much longer. Uh, the fact that a, a player was willing to have the goal to do that, it's just kind of unheard of and kind of really shows how much they're torpedoing. I and mean, if you think about, if you think about really the only player they have is Jorginho from Sari. Other than that, it's all been the same here. Yeah. And I mean, uh, we already know, uh, what's his face? Uh, Hazard's about to leave. Um, so I don't really this this team I don't really know what's going on with them, man. Yeah, they were really just focused on Europa League. That's what it seems like. Um, yeah, we just wanted to come back and do a quick recap of everything and all the Champions League stuff. Uh, it's a little bit of a shorter podcast, but we just wanted to come back and give everyone a cha- look a quick look at the first leg of the Champions League, a little bit of the league, just where things are, and then uh, we'll be back probably more. We'll be back quicker this time just because there'll be stuff happening in the next ten days. So probably. In the next 10, 14 days, we'll have another podcast. Yeah, let's, it won't be a month this time. We'll definitely come back uh, next week, week and a half because of Champions and the league winding down. Uh, so just as always, I uh, just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, make sure that you join the Tree City Street team at TreeCityRecords.com. Check out all the new music. Uh, subscribe to us, Tree City Records, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, and just, you know, keep supporting. We, we appreciate all the listens. We appreciate everything that you guys do uh, that keeps Tree City Records moving, man. So thank you. I'll say we'll be back soon and we'll be doing a uh, another Tree City Sports podcast soon. Andrew's currently in the Philippines. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll happen soon. We, we might do one before then. I might have, I might try to do it with someone else. I'm not sure, but we'll figure it out. But until then, thank you for listening to the Red and Blue podcast and peace. Peace.